What's up, Brett? How's it going? Good, Jason. How you doing? Oh, real good. Could you uh, give a little background about who you are and uh, what you're up to? Yeah, man. Well, my name's Rhett Henry Baxter. I, um, I'm i a working musician right now uh, based out of Whitefish, Montana. And um, yeah, basically working on a band and oh man uh, can we start that over shit <laughs> yeah go ahead i can edit it sweet awesome sounds good all right so uh what's up brett how's it going good jason how you doing man oh good oh good can you uh tell us a little bit about who you are and what you're doing yeah, man. So my name is Rhett Henry Baxter. Uh, I'm an old friend of Jason's. We met back in, uh, well, we met in, in South Lake Tahoe a few years ago, and then we hung out a lot in Moab right after, kind of a couple months after COVID had hit. And, um, since then, I, I've kind of left the outdoor scene, not completely, but you know that was kind of my main thing, and I've become a kind of a full-time working musician and I have a project called Radio Ranch right now that I'm that I've been spending a lot of time working on and building over the course of the last two years with my partner Camille Kelly and uh we've we've been on the road for the last two years for the most part, nine months last year and got back in February and have been hanging out, played a couple festivals and some bigger shows and uh, yeah, prepping up for another another tour this November. Yeah, dude, it uh, seems like you've been real busy with the music stuff. Yeah, man, it's been it's been a, a whirlwind, a change of pace. But I'll tell you what, freaking, um, you know, living the dirtbag life for a couple of years, climbing and living out of the back of a truck really prepped me for being a musician. It makes being a musician a lot easier, being on the road, I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure it gives you like lots of stories to talk about as well. Um, well, yeah, well, to sing about, I'll talk about. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, to sing and talk about. <laughs> but yeah, that whole the whole you know we released an album two years ago. Um, it's called Ten Sleep, and that album was kind of a culmination of of kind of a life lived, you know, outside climbing and skiing and doing all those things. You know, I, I moved to Nashville when I was 19 and wanted to be a songwriter so badly. And, uh, I remember, you know, six months into that experience. Yeah. I loved Nashville, but I, I kind of realized at 19 years old, I didn't really, I didn't have the stories to write that I wanted to write, you know? And, um, I left that scene and kind of immediately started climbing again and, um, ended up moving out to California and then to New Mexico and back to California. And, and, you know, those, those six or seven years I, I was writing and playing music a little bit, you know, I'd pick up a guitar every, every now and then. And, uh, but, and I'd write a song, you know, maybe one a year or something, but then COVID hit, you know, and, and I, I hit the road at the time. Um, and that's when we linked up and, just after that that period of living in Moab for those couple months, you know, I moved back to Tahoe. Was 
was there and in Yosemite kind of back and forth for a couple months. And, and then I decided to move to Denver and slow things down. And I kind of burnt out, honestly, that's mainly what happened with climbing and skiing. You know, I just, I'd been going hard at it for years and, and I love it to death. I still love it, but I just, I'd reached this point where I didn't really see what my future was in it. And I was having me battling some kind of mental, uh, some, I was just battling some anxiety and as many people did during COVID and I moved to Denver and man, I just like poured myself into my guitar and I wrote just song after song after song. And I, and then I, I was writing so much that I was like, man, I wonder if I can write like 50 songs in a year. And, and, you know, I, I came pretty close to that. I don't know if I hit 50, but, uh, you know, I basically just poured myself into the guitar and all those stories from those six years kind of fueled that first album. And that's when I wrote that first album. Uh, if you listen to like 10 sleep, that whole album is the story of, of the people that I knew and, and the, the kind of life that I lived for a little bit. Yeah. I mean, 10 sleep is still like one of my favorite albums of any artist ever. I listen to it. Yeah. It's really sweet. It's pretty raw. It's kind of hard to listen to sometimes for me, but (laughs) Uh, I love that album. I listen to it all the time. Um, Yeah. Well, so you moved to Nashville 19 and you just didn't have any content and now like traveling over, you know, how old are you now? Like probably 28 age, now, 28, 29. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, over like 10 years of traveling in the West, of course, like you have content <laughs> sort of to, to get that. Same. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's, it's, it's so funny. I feel like when you're on the road as a musician, I have a hard time understanding sometimes how, how musicians write music and, and tour. And oh, I guess that's like why songwriting became a thing, you know, professional songwriters in Nashville were a thing because the touring musicians didn't have time or the bandwidth to really write songs back, you know, kind of during that revolution. And, um, but you know, I'm one of those people that you gotta, you gotta go out and live a little bit and write, write from that and draw from that. And that's why I think a lot of people in the Americana genre are, are really blowing up is, and they're older because they've lived a little more, you know, and they have those stories to draw on. And that's the kind of songwriting that I've always been like really attracted to is, you know, people that are drawing from, yeah. from real experience outside of like music, because in the end, not a lot of people can really relate to like, you know, what you're going through as a musician. <laughs> on the road you know it's not enough to write about yeah yeah totally i mean as you kind of know i think i went to nashville pretty recently um with my friend jenny and we experienced like so much music culture it was oh yeah pretty it's like, an interesting culture there <laughs> yeah it's like everybody's playing music everywhere and everybody's trying to make it it seems like i don't know but like it yeah. makes for great experiences. Yeah. <laughs> no, it really does. Yeah, Nashville's yeah. an interesting place, man. You got some you got <laughs> yeah, that's that's a that's a wild place, man. You got Broadway where you know, those musicians are crazy down there. They straight up 
you know, when you when you go into you know a club or a bar on Broadway, you know those mus- musicians are kind of like hired upon the idea that if someone shouts out a song, you can like, play it on a dime. You know, if it's on the you know if it's in the charts and it's a country song, you got to be able to play it. And you got everything from that to like the songwriter scene and like kind of the alt country scene that's popping off right now, like Nikki Lane and all those those cats in Nashville. And then you got everything that's happening in in like the pop country scene, you know, and uh, it's kind of a diverse, yeah, a diverse yeah. place. Yeah, I know. Me and Jenny went there like our first day. Maybe it was our first day. Yeah, I think it was our first day. We like went to Broadway and it seems like every single place you go in there, there's like lots of people playing music, like every single spot you go to. And Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. This is what Nashville's like. Cool. <laughs> was that your first time in Nashville? Uh yeah. Yeah, it was. Nice. Yeah, me and my friend Jenny went there because I don't know, we were like both getting over a breakup and we just like needed something to do to like take our minds off it, I guess. And yeah, we went to Nashville together and yeah, pretty much like tried to do all of it. And we did pretty successfully with like all of it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Do you ever make it over to East Nashville in like the basement or anything like that? The five spot? Uh, no. No, No, I didn't. I like, I tried to go to the Bluebird, but. They were like super sold out. Oh yeah, <laughs> but yeah, no, it, it gets that way. Yeah, yeah. So you're traveling around, you're writing songs. Um, what's like a really cool inspiration you had for a song that uh, that you experienced? Like, just like break through one of the songs. You know, you know what I mean. Totally. Yeah. Oh man. I mean, you know, each one of those on that album kind of has like a different story. And, um, you know, two years ago when I, about the same time that I moved away from Tahoe and I was living in Denver, I met this gal and, um, she was living up in Portland and she was playing music and it was kind of a funny little story. So, you know, this is my partner today and she she was working as a mountain athletic trainer you know for like a personal trainer for people with alpine objectives and uh at the time i was doing photography and climbing and skiing right and my feed popped up in her recommended feed on instagram and that's kind of how we connected and then we realized we were both playing music and then we started going on these road trips together and she ended up moving to Montana and that's why I ended up moving to Montana as I, I kind of followed her up there and, um, God, that sounded a little creepy there for a second. I swear it was, uh, we were, it was a mutually agreed upon thing. You know, I was gonna, at the time was planning on moving back to Nashville. She was like, no, I'm going up to whitefish, Montana. I was like, all right, well, I'm going to follow you. And, um, I, I helped her move up to Montana and then I, I went away for a few weeks back to the East coast to help out some family. And I remember being on the phone in, in New Haven, Connecticut, and I'd flown into New York and, you know, I'd gotten off the plane. I had like a cowboy hat on and 
kind of my uniform now and boots and um and she she'd called me and told me that montana ain't the same without you and i was like son of a bitch that's a song you know <laughs> that that happens a lot with us you know one yeah. of us will say something and the other's like oh my god uh, well we got to write that right now and um that had happened with that yeah, and yeah, no, i if if you listen to that album, it's it's yeah, really I, a linear story. It's not too hard to to kind of put together <laughs> what what had happened there. Um, but that would be one. You know, Ten Sleep also Ten Sleep's just a culmination of of the last six years of my life. I mean, really, up to that point two years ago, you know, all those all those lines in that song were you know, they, they were just things that I picked up or noticed. And, you know, that's, that's something about songwriting that I really love is I think, I think one of the most beautiful things about songwriting is it teaches you to be more present in your everyday life. You know, you start to pick up on little things like there's the line in that song, you know, where I remember just driving down three, you know, a, a couple of years ago, uh, right before COVID hit, actually, I had gone down and I, I climbed, um, oh shoot, that pinnacle, what's the pinnacle out near Aspen, or, uh, shoot, Cardinal, oh, I'd, I'd gone out and climbed Cardinal Pinnacle, and, uh, <laughs> yeah, we'd gone out and climbed Cardinal Pinnacle, and I started, started at midnight, um, started at midnight on the regular route and i remember driving up though to that route and driving up to bishop from tahoe that night like late after work and i looked out my passenger side window and i could see the milky way and you know the stars in the sierra unlike anything really when it's dark and you're on 395 they're just glowing and and you know i mean that's something that i think anyone would notice while on that drive but i just had to I took a note of it and I was like, all right, I'm, I'm putting that away. I didn't know at the time if it was going to be for a song or, or what, but it's kind of, you know, the lines like that are, they come pretty naturally because it's just stuff that I notice. And that whole song is full of those things. They're not just made up. They're just, they're just little notes that I took over the course of, of a couple of years. And that's kind of how I like to build, build things, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I know. I I know exactly the song you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, I mean, all your lyrics are like kind of alluding to like things you've seen before, and that's like a very good thing for a songwriter. I feel like just like trying to make sense of the beautiful things in your life and make them poetic and put them to music. Yeah, it's it's amazing, and you do a really good job. I remember like the first time. I saw you sing at a campfire in Moab. I was immediately like, "Oh, how is he not famous?" First of all, oh man. my god, oh my god. <laughs> well, I appreciate that, Jason. I wish I could remember what I wish I could remember what songs were sung around that campfire. Cause I, I really, I can't. I think I was a little inebriated, perhaps. Um, yeah, I think we all were pretty inebriated. <laughs> that <laughs> it was point. a good time, though. <laughs> Yeah, there was, was nice a, like a that, of, man. Like, yeah, you know, I I couldn't have written that yeah, album yeah. without nights like that. 
Well, yeah, I mean, that's what it's like, right? That's like how you get that inspiration. That's, you know, just like yeah. appreciating things uh, very closely in every way. Yeah, I think it was like, um, I think Jenna went first and then then you like came on and I was like, oh my God, this is insane. I think I told you <laughs> that as well, like at the time. It was yeah, probably like yeah. at Willow Springs in Moab or something like that. Oh yeah, no, that's exactly um, where it was. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that campground is actually paid now, which is kind of lame. But oh no way, man! We're we're planning on stopping through there on tour. In a month. I was like, we got free camping, y'all. Uh, I guess not. <laughs> uh, no, there's there's other spaces. I'll tell you. No, oh, I'm sure. Where they are, but... <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they're all. Moab will always be free. Yeah, <laughs> I hope. Yeah, I mean, there's there's spots. Um, I'm not going to blow it up for everybody to hear, but yeah, yeah I feel that. <laughs> I'll tell you later. <laughs> but yeah, okay. So you've done your album. It released. You did your music video, which was amazing, by the way. Oh, thanks. Dude. Um, and now you're like touring pretty regularly with like really cool people i saw you on um on like things that that are like really huge you know yeah i mean <laughs> you know we're trying to call in a, a a few more you know we'd love to start opening for a bigger act but um you know we were really lucky we got to play under the big sky festival this year which was just uh you know, it was really cool. It was it was a four year goal two years ago, and uh, I remember we went to the festival right after moving to Whitefish. We'd gone to the festival and seen so many, you know, artists that you know are very aspirational to us. And uh, and I remember standing in front of the stage with with Camille and being like, "Man, we're gonna we're gonna play this stage in four years," and um, you know that was that was right after we'd moved there <laughs> i was living in the walmart parking lot in the back of my truck and uh a couple of weeks later we recorded our first album and you know we brought my brother in to play the drums and um my buddy zach harden came in from from nashville at the time to play upright and uh we recorded that album and but yeah and then you know two years went by and you know we're not we're not touring and playing clubs or anything like that right now you know we've been the last the last two years have been playing a lot of breweries a lot of bars you know and um you know it's it's definitely a grind and um but it was really cool because we got back in february and we'd found out at the festival last year that we were going to be playing this year and um so we had we had a lot of time to prepare for it and yeah july came around and you know we we played an early set we weren't expecting too many people to come out and we had you know thousands of people there and it was it was a really really special moment and um yeah i'll never forget it and i got to meet i got to meet <laughs> pretty much pretty much everyone else that played the festival and there were some big names on there that, you know, I've been looking up to for years and it was really cool to talk to them. And, um, yeah, it was, it was a really great time. Really special. Yeah, dude, it seems to me like you kind of got there like almost overnight <laughs> a little bit. 
like oh man i wish like it felt that way a little. And then, <laughs> it mean, is a yeah. trip i mean to me it's yeah yeah well it is funny um, you know you, like, i have so many i have so many people uh, <laughs> oh sorry i have so many people that hit me up you know and they're like <laughs> i don't know they're like, man, you went from like climbing and like that was your whole life, you know, which I mean, it's, you know, it's Instagram and, and that kind of stuff. It's, it's very easy to, you know, I don't think you can really completely, I mean, you, you can't understand someone from what they, they post, but I, it definitely went from climbing and skiing and adventure content to music like overnight. And, uh, I don't know. We've just been grinding and hustling and, um, we were able to make that happen this year and but you know that's just i don't know i'm hoping that's just the start of it you know we we're building a band right now which has been a really cool a really cool process you know up until this point we've been touring as a duo and we're going on a tour in 2 weeks um from today pretty much from well from tuesday uh that you know we're going to be bringing our drummer on and he's he's an incredible incredible dude johnny wall he he has lived in maui the last 10 years and decided to pick up music again but he actually you know he's from bakersfield so he's kind of he raised on that bakersfield country sound but he was a punk musician back in the late 90s early 2000s and uh, actually recorded with dave cobb and dave cobb is you know he's one of our dream producers and uh has produced you know Chris Stapleton and freaking, I mean, everyone, you know, (laughs) anyone within the Americana country space that you really admire probably has done a record with Dave Cobb and our drummer freaking recorded one back in 2000 in LA with him. And, um, and so it's just been super serendipitous and we've been really lucky and he's coming on the road with us. That'll be a good little, um, you know, way to test the waters and, we're going down to Austin and back. And then next year we're going to be trying to put out a new album because, you know, I, I love 10 sleep. I love that album, but it's not, it's pretty raw. It's, it's pretty raw. We didn't really have a producer. It was, we didn't really know what we were doing. Honestly, we recorded it within, you know, a month or two of really getting back into music. And I'd never really been in music in like a professional space before. And, um, yeah <laughs> so it's it's been it's yeah. been cool though well, i mean yeah i i think luck is not the word it's definitely you guys are just really good at what you do <laughs> um, well yeah dude, that's so cool that. to see you like having success like so quickly um i and it wouldn't surprise me if you guys were like actually headlining things um later because yeah obviously you guys are super dialed and super epic well, um, <laughs> I appreciate that, Jason. But uh, yeah, yeah, you know. Um, so, like, we what feel was fortunate. Your... What'd you say? Uh, I just said we feel fortunate. You know. I mean, yeah, it's not luck; it's talent. <laughs> you know, what I see. So, what would be like your dream? Like, if you were to make it like super, super big, like, what would be like? your dream venue to play oh gosh you know 
You know, I'm 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 pretty modest. I I mean, I don't know how how modest Red Rocks is, but you know, I I got three venues on my list. Really, I got three three venues. If it's more than that, I'm you know I'm good with whatever. You know, and to be honest, you know, um, uh, when I say we were fortunate, you know, I don't know. We played under the big sky this year, and to me, I never thought I would get to play my music in front of that many people uh ever ever you know i mean and music was never really on my radar as my personal thing it wasn't something i like you know I, I necessarily shared with a whole lot of people and so being on that stage was you know it's more than a lot of people will ever get to see in their career and so that's i'm i'm already there you know i'm 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 like happy but you know, if we're gonna play some bigger shows, I guess I, I would choose I would choose Red Rocks as one of those venues. I'd I'd choose the Gorge, and I would choose Kane's Ballroom in Tulsa, Oklahoma, because that's where I'm from. And Kane's is just, uh, you know, it, to this day is still maybe my favorite venue, in, you know, in the world. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I was thinking like the Gorge and Red Rocks is. Probably the like most iconic one. Yeah, I mean they really are. I mean the acoustics at Red Rocks too are just like. Oh, oh, let me add a fourth. Actually, shoot. Uh, I told. No, oh, Camille said she'll only marry me if if I propose to her at the Ryman. Uh, so, so the Ryman is on that list too. Otherwise, I'm never getting married. <laughs> Otherwise, yeah, no, we're screwed. <laughs> <laughs> noise um what's your like favorite part of performing in front of like a lot of people and like i guess yeah what's your favorite part and like what's your process like uh to prepare for it oh man you know i've been i've been performing since since i was a kid so i don't i don't think too much about it i don't know you know i i grew up going to a music school, a conservatory, uh, Bartelma's in, in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And I, I started from a really young age playing violin and I, you know, I grew up in that, you know, from that age, I grew up playing, um, you know, recitals and, and shows. And honestly, there were a lot of people that came to those. And I don't know, I think from a young age, you know, I remember, yeah, I remember back then even being nervous, but I feel like when the pressure was on though, it's kind of like climbing, like in that sense, like, um, you know, the pressure kind of comes on and then you just do your job and you're able to do that job because when you're, when you're performing, you know, you're just in the moment, you're not thinking about it. It doesn't, you don't have to think about it. It kind of just, ideally you're not thinking about it and it just comes and you just do it and you kind of try to live in that in that moment and in that space and uh just like climbing you know you're going to do a big alpine route you're not you're not i mean you're thinking but you're also just there you're not thinking about anyone else you're not other than your partner and yourself you know everything else is meaningless except for the climb and there and that's like how it is with performing you know you're just you're just there and um i think you're just trying to in my mind 
in my mind, when you're performing, you're just trying to create a connection, you know, and that's like your job. So, yeah, I guess that's how like, I would answer that question. You know, <laughs> I don't know. It's a weird one for me, though, because I've just been doing it for so long. But in the end, you know, the goal, the goal is really to to have fun and and enjoy yourself and and try to try to connect with people because that's the whole point of music, you know. Yeah, totally. So yeah, you you go up there and you're kind of just like executing. Yeah, it's, okay. it's execution like, at that point. And the, yeah, and ideally, you know, that's the point of rehearsing, you know. It's, uh, you know, you rehearse, you get technically where you need to be, and then the performance isn't about, you know, the performance is just execution, but, like, your mind isn't on that execution. You you rehearse so that your mind at the performance is on the connection and not the execution. Yeah, you just, like, go through the motions. That you like rehearsed forever. Yeah. Yeah. So that your your energy yeah. can be spent on, you know, on 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 being present. Yeah, you, you just like memorize the material and like okay, like we got this. Yeah. And like the yeah, band's you know. got this and we've done enough practice. We know how like, to let's go just, up there and let's just it. go have fun and like you know, make this a really good time for everyone. Totally. So, um, can you talk a little bit about like how the road affects you, um, like when you're traveling for music? Yeah, man. Yeah, I mean the the road, <laughs> the road. Um, as like I said earlier, I you know I think climbing and uh, you know loitering in the back of my truck in places for. <laughs> for months on end it was a really good little preparatory course for for music because music's a lot easier uh <laughs> a lot easier than that so um but you know i definitely it challenges me i love being on the road personally you know you know right now you know i've got camille we don't we don't have kids or anything so it's very uh you know, I, I feel like I can be present on the road and I, I, I like, you know, I want to, I'm really, I'm really trying to be present on these tours that are upcoming because, you know, we're trying to have kids in the next couple of years. And, um, right now I don't have to worry about, you know, longing for home or anything like that because I'm comfortable on the road. That's where, that's kind of where I thrive is on the road. I, I love being on the road. I've always loved being on the road and not knowing, you know, necessarily what things are going to look like or, um, <laughs> not knowing what things are going to look yeah. like and, uh, you know, and, and, and exploring new places. And I, I just love that feeling. And so with that being said, it does, get taxing you know when you uh, some places it's really easy to be on the road and some, some places it's really hard to be on the road especially when you're on a shoestring budget you know that it's like uh you know being in the middle of la and trying to find a a free spot to camp after playing a 
a show that was just okay, uh, you know, it can be pretty mentally taxing. And then, and then not necessarily having a home to go back to, you know, luckily, luckily right now we've, we've got a pretty great little setup. And, uh, but the last couple tours, you know, we were on the road for nine months and we had no idea where we were going to land on the end of it. And, um, that, that can be a struggle, you know, and carry a lot of weight. And so, it goes both ways. I love being on the road, but you know, I also also love being at home too. <laughs> it's hard to ride on the road. It's hard to play music. Yeah. It's hard to plug into an amp when you're living out of a teardrop trailer. So Yeah, totally. Like I mean, and I think you're probably going to be on the road for like a long time because <laughs> like your band is really good now but probably is going to get like way better and i'm sure you're going to be going through a life of like having to do that all the time so it's nice that you like it (laughs) yeah no it is a good thing i like it well it's great you know my partner also we're very you know we get we get very antsy when we're when we're here longer than like three months man we're like okay it's time to go You know, it's time to go somewhere new. So touring is kind of the best thing because we get to, you know, it's like, you know, my ideal is like a month on, a month off, month on, month off. It's just, it's kind of nice. It's kind of, it fits me. That's for sure. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure it fits Camille as well, obviously. Um, Do you guys like have a house in Whitefish or? Yeah, man, we have a little, right now, for the time being, we have a little cabin up on the north end of Whitefish Lake. and. We're about a hundred feet of the lake, away from the lake. I'm looking at it right now through my window, and it's it's a nice spot to. We got really lucky to find this place and have it over the summer, and um, you know, our rehearsal space is just you got so much light, and it's really easy to write here. It's really quiet too, so it's a good spot. Yeah, like, how many times a week do you rehearse, like? Like, what's your schedule there? You know, right now it's just once. Um, you know, prior to to our bigger gig in July, we had gotten, basically we had gotten back from the road in February and we hadn't really played a whole bunch with the band. We had two shows last summer. And to be honest, I look at those shows and I don't understand how we did it because we played with a four-piece band and we we'd had maybe a couple hours of rehearsal each and, um, you know, played these, I mean, sets here are pretty long, you know, they're like two to three hours and, and we just cranked out all these songs. And I look at those set lists at the time and I'm just like, I don't, I don't know how we made it through those shows. And so anyways, when we got back in February to get tight with our guitarist, uh, and our drummer, we, we were rehearsing twice a week. Um, and, and then, since then though it's been a it's been about once a week and sometimes twice you know and then we get together to write a lot as well um and and you know hang right whatever you want to call it i don't know my bandmates are my best friends you know so we get yeah. together a lot <laughs> and another question that i always like to ask musicians is like how do you memorize all of those songs that you're going to play like so amazingly and like so yeah well it's like, damn hard like, yeah. 
I, you know, it's it's so funny. We'll be at a show and someone and which has been a really funny like recent thing, you know, someone will like holler out like ghost town or something. And I'm like, I honestly like, you know, we, we went through the last two years. We were playing those songs so much, um, you know, uh, you know, during the summers, we actually here in Whitefish, you know, we play sometimes two or three times a week. Um like I said, like working, working music. And, uh, and there are these dinner shows here and whitefish has a great community for that. You know, whitefish loves music and the flathead Valley, they love music. And unlike a, any other mountain town I've ever really been in, there's just so many musicians here and songwriters, great songwriters and, um, and venues. And so I think that's a part of it though, is, is we just play a lot of shows and, you know, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It just kind of comes. And, uh, I mean, it's hard sometimes though. Like I, I, you, you kind of, and I, especially for me, because I write a lot and I always want to play the new stuff. So things like ghost town, like I said, we were playing a show not too long ago, a couple months ago. And someone from the crowd, like requested ghost town and i was just like man i haven't i haven't played this song in a year and uh that was that was kind of crazy it's funny like i mean it's hard to remember three hours worth of music it's but um yeah you kind of just do it you play it enough i don't know i've played ghost town like probably a thousand times (laughs) but i still sometimes have problems remembering it it's it's weird uh, yeah do you ever like mess it up oh god yeah oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> that's why you know you kind of you, you just have to laugh about it and uh you can't take yourself too seriously and just keep having a good time because you know i don't know i've seen some other musicians and you know someone in the band will mess up and the lead guy will get into a funk and it's just like i don't know i, I you know and then the audience can feel that and um you just gotta you just gotta laugh about it and move on god i mess up all the time and you know i i do my best to figure that stuff out in the rehearsals and but you know nothing nothing ever goes exactly right but you can still have fun with it and um yeah, that always gets interesting man sometimes sometimes i'll mess up and then i don't stop and start over you know i'll just like yeah, freestyle some lyrics and i'll tell you what i i could never rap or anything like that because my freestyle lyrics are, are terrible but they usually make people laugh a little bit so yeah i mean i think the audience like doesn't notice as much as maybe you do but <laughs> yeah exactly that's the other part of it you know most people are vibing they're not listening to every single word you say at least up here i don't know down in Texas, it might be a little different, but <laughs> yeah, maybe in Nashville too. They, they know what you're doing, but I don't know. <laughs> yeah, dude. I mean, I've just been following like everything you've been doing lately, and it's like really intriguing. Um, yeah. So. Let me ask you this. Does it ever get like super tiring? And do you ever have like, um, do you ever like go back from like, should I be doing this? Or is it always just like, 
Yeah, I'm going forward. Like, this is amazing. I love it. Yeah, man. I mean, <laughs> um, sometimes my brain is, you know, it asks like, okay, you're you're 28, you know, is, and and you know, to be honest, you know, I might be uh, a, you know, I'm a songwriter, but you know, I know, you know, I look at a lot of people that play guitar, you know, and I'm not, I'm not those guys, you know, I, I don't know. Like, you know, I'm not the best guitarist. Um, I know I'm not the best performer, but, um, but I love music and, um, and I've been doing it since I was a kid and it's something that's always been in my life, you know, and that's kind of what I always fall back on is all those years I spent in Tahoe where I thought like my life was leading to professional alpinism and uh photo and video work and you know all that stuff which was still a creative pursuit and i still love those things like i'm still working with some brands and doing photo and video work and you know i still hold that close but the thing about music is it's just always been there it's always been there no matter what else i was working on it was always on the back burner and always a part of my life and um and I think during COVID, I just kind of realized that I had some some stories to share, and and I thought they could maybe touch some other people, and um, and even if they didn't, I like had to follow through with it for myself. Like I I, I had stories that I had to get out of me, and um, and basically since then that hasn't stopped, and. I I don't really burn out from music, you know? I mean, sometimes I burn out a little bit from dinner shows, like but those are what pay the bills here, you know? We don't we don't have too much rent because our dinner shows cover most of it and um and that's hard work cuz most of the time up here you're not really playing to an engaged audience. You're playing your, you know, your background music for for their dinner or the brewery or whatever. And that can get really exhausting but in the end though in the end to me the best job in the world is still playing to a room with no one in it you know it's still um if you put aside your ego you know that's the only place that sometimes hits me a little bit you know it's still the best job in the world to me um and and when there are people there and you have those really good nights, it makes up for everything else. And um, and in the end, I get to do it with the person that I love, the people that I love. And uh, yeah, you know, I, I don't know. It's, it's, it's not something that I ever really, I don't second guess it. Yeah, that's awesome. Like, you found, like, the thing you really love, and you don't second-guess it. Yeah, it's not like you're, like, going through life, like, oh, should I be doing this? Should I not be doing this? You're like, yes, I should be doing this. And yeah, and I think another part of it, too, is, like, um, I, I think I have a a good ability to, to separate the creative from the business part of it, too, because, uh, you know, making music is obviously the 
part that I enjoy, like the making and the performing. But right now there's a lot more that goes into it. You know, we book all of our own tours. We're, we're the ones financing everything. We're booking everything and, and marketing and just every, you know, it's, it's all independent. It's all on us right now. And that's, that's a lot of work. And I think that's where some burnout can come from. But for some reason, I I am able to kind of separate the two and I'm not letting the, you know, at least, <laughs> at least not yet. The business part of it isn't really affecting the creative joy, you know, and uh, I'm, I'm hoping it stays that way. Yeah. Well, I mean, once you get bigger, then you don't have to deal with that as much. I think <laughs> Ideally. And you will get bigger. Your music is amazing. So. Yeah. Yeah, dude, I'm so stoked that you, like, found something that, like, you're very good at and that you will continue to love for the rest of your life. Like, that's kind of the dream, you know? It's like, that's what we all want to find. It is the dream. You know, we talk about making it all the time, like, what it means to make it. And, you know, <laughs> I have goals, obviously, but, you know, I'm I'm sitting in a cabin on the north end of Whitefish Lake. I get to ski all winter and go up to Banff and go to, you know, climb the bugaboos in the, in the summer next year. And, you know, in between tours and, and I get to go out and play music and make money. And, you know, I'm still working at a, still working at a brewery three days a week, but you know, I'm, I'm pretty, pretty damn happy. And, you know, that's to me, that's making it. So, uh, you know, we have a long way to go, but you know, I'm just so grateful for everything, everything we have right now. Yeah, for sure. I mean, and you get to travel a lot and, you know, the music just makes it so you can keep going, you know? Yeah. Pretty sweet. Yeah. Man. Yeah. yeah. Um, like, what's your definition of, like, super making it? Just, like making a living doing it or do you aspire to be like on top of the world or (laughs) oh man um (laughs) i you know for me i would be happy if i could pay for a family yeah you know that's that's making it freedom freedom of time i'll never work a nine to five in my life you know i'm whether it's music or something else like i time is so important to me and um but family's important so you know being able to have freedom of time being able to go where you want and uh do what you want and and be able to support a family with that is you know that's making it in my mind yeah yeah you don't need to like be super larger than life just like quite enough to be able to support yourself your loved ones and not have to yeah exactly most of my friends would probably tell you that i'm enough already anyways so (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean and that's kind of like what the podcast is about is like exploring like ways to do that you know like ways to not have to work the nine to five ways to follow your passions and like be able to make it in like the way that you want to make it in general you know yeah 
Yeah, no, it's a good thing. Yeah. Cause there's a lot of a lot of great stories out there, man. There's a lot of great stories. I mean, you're a great story. I think most people I've talked to have all had like great stories, which I mean, I'm personally like very happy that I know all these like amazing people that I can like, you know, um, <laughs> coax them to like be on this podcast and talk to them about it. But yeah, I mean, there's, there's a lot of passion out there. Um, it's very inspiring in like tons of different ways. Especially like ways that I don't know how to go towards, like you with, with music. I have no idea how to do music things, but yeah, <laughs> it's been quite fun. Yeah, no, it's it's a really cool thing. Yeah, you've had some cool people on here, and yeah, I mean, just just knowing you, man, there's there's <laughs> you've kind of put yourself into a lot of people's lives, and uh, there's a lot of people out there that love you, and you know that are really cool people, and know it's it's cool that you're putting yourself in a position where you can share their stories and and some of your own you know because you have them too yeah i try not to talk too much about myself um on these podcasts but (laughs) yeah i mean also i'm like kind of going through like multiple back-to-back breakups and it's like not been that fun so i'm really enjoying like just doing the pod and you know talking to people and yeah i don't know i love it (laughs) yeah oh that's a good thing man yeah so what are you looking at right now you're in whitefish you're like staring out the window what what do you like about whitefish the most oh man uh, you know, moving here, the first thing that that came to my mind was the community. Um, it's, you know, it's just really, I met so many people right off the bat. You know, I think the first night I was here, Camille and I went over to this bar that's actually not around anymore, but they did a, uh, they did an open mic every week, you know, and and it was the first time I'd played any songs in front of anyone, uh, you know, you know, not around a campfire in uh, probably a decade. And uh, so I I went out to that open mic and I remember meeting multiple people that night. And, you know, one of them, one of them came up and he gave me his business card and he was like, man, if you ever need a cup of sugar, you just call me. And, uh, you know, him and his wife are, are, you know, one, some of my closest friends and, uh, just everyone here is for the most part, you know, within whitefish, the community is just really supportive of each other. Like the food bank here, um, is, is unlike any, any other I've ever seen, you know, and for instance, like that's just one thing, but like um uh, community events and uh the locality and like eating you know you can really eat close to the ground here if that makes sense you know you, you go to you could go to Safeway and 
stuff there is more expensive than going to the third street market and picking up beef that was sourced from like a mile away at a ranch and, and, uh, eggs that were, you know, again, they're from like a mile away and the produce and just everything. And, you know, we were part of the community garden this year. Um, Camille was, and we grew a lot of food and it's just, it's really, easy to feel a part of a community and to feel it's just wholesome. And I love that. Um, I just love that. And, you know, it comes with its caveats, you know, like, uh, there's more, there's more outdoor access in Montana probably than, you know, I mean, I don't know the statistics, but more than like a lot of other states, I mean, most other states, really. Um, and we live 30 minutes from Glacier National Park, which Glacier is its own thing, and it's huge. And it stretches up into Canada. But even outside of Glacier, you have the Bob Marshall, and, uh, you know, it's just millions and millions and millions of acres of public land. And... Uh, but access for climbing isn't great and access for backcountry skiing isn't, isn't, you know, what I'm used to, you know, after living in Tahoe, it's, it's really hard to find those things. Like RG light is not granite. That's for sure. Um, <laughs> but, um, but that's not necessarily, you know, we travel and we get to, we get to climb, you know, like last Last fall was really special, man. Um, we got to, we were going through California and we played the Awani in, uh, on Thanksgiving because we were in Yosemite for Thanksgiving and we were like, all right, well, we could either, <laughs> either eat, uh, eat like steaks at the, <laughs> the campground there or we could, uh, we could go try to get a show at the Awani and we got a show at the Awani and they hadn't had music there since like the seventies apparently. And, uh, and that was just like such a special night and we got to climb, you know, and so we still get that. We we went up to Banff and did a multi-pitch, you know, a couple of weeks ago and that was really fun. And so that's still a part of our lives, but that's like the one thing that's missing from here. Otherwise it is just paradise because I mean, it's beautiful. I mean, it's so beautiful and especially, I mean, it just snowed. <laughs> it's October, which is kind of a little frustrating. But man, fall has been long and beautiful. And the cool thing about Montana too is it's kind of like the Pacific Northwest. You know, you get you get all the larches. So it's not just aspens that are turning. It's you know all these trees that look like just pines and evergreens. They they turn yellow too. It's all the larches, and it's just it's stunning here. It's absolutely beautiful. And then outside of that, the local community uh, for music is just really good. Um, you know, there wasn't, from what I understand, you know, I wasn't seeking it out a lot. But I remember in Tahoe, the music scene basically consisted of like, and don't get me wrong, I love reggae and I love jam bands. I love the Grateful Dead. But man, everyone there wanted to play reggae or the dead. And I just like, you know, it's it's hard to find a mountain community that's really, really into like all kinds of music and, and Whitefish kind of checked that box for me because everyone here is just, everyone loves music and that's like a really cool thing. But, yeah, for yeah. sure. It's, uh, it's getting a little better. There's some, <laughs> in some country that 
Nice. It's kind of coming in, you know. Um, you know, we got a couple of local bands. Like, you know, I'm sure you know, like, Boot Juice. Or, um, oh, yeah, yeah. Dude, uh, Boot Juice can't, just came through uh, Missoula, I think. I saw something. I remember seeing them yeah, years like ago at, uh, cool. at D-Sky. Yeah, D-Sky is, like, where that kind of all goes down now. Is it? Nice. <laughs> yeah. It's a good spot. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah, it's still going. Yeah. Love that spot. Yeah, dude. I'm, like, just so inspired by, like, the lifestyle you've, you've like, made for yourself and um, you know, your beautiful girlfriend, your beautiful life. Uh, are you guys going to get married soon? Are you married? I don't know. Well, like I said, I'm I'm not allowed to propose unless it's at the Ryman, so. <laughs> <laughs> so but yes, I am lucky, but, uh, man, to, to be able to live nine months out of a teardrop trailer with someone and have them not just, like, hate your guts. Uh... <laughs> And um, oh, you know, yeah, I she know. inspires me so much, and she's a great songwriter. And um, no, I'm I'm very blessed to 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 be in the place that I am right now. Yeah, dude, you're thriving. Um, from the way I can tell, so stoked for you. Yeah, oh, thanks, my friend. I know, like living out of a small vehicle with somebody is quite hard like i did burning man with um my partner at the time and it was hard like we didn't really get along that well even oh, for man, just I'm... a week so yeah dude i i forgot you went to burning my brother went to burning man <laughs> this year which this year was kind of an interesting year there yeah <laughs> uh yeah interesting like, definitely <laughs> the word for it <laughs> um yeah, I don't know. We, we, so we plan to be there from like the start on Friday to the end on like Thursday night, I think was, I think it was. Yeah. Um, but, uh, we ended up having to stay like two or three more days. I think, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think it was three more days just because of like the mud thing. Oh, yeah. No, the mud thing. <laughs> that was the thing. Yeah, the, I mean, that was a, kind of a funny thing, because, like, none of us had, like, any internet connection, really, so we didn't know, like, how much of a shit show it was, like, on the news and stuff. Oh, um, yeah. There were, like, little whispers of, like, people were, like, talking about us on, like, an international scale, and, like, I don't know, <laughs> I guess there's like, like, disease things going around, like. Oh, really? Like, oh, there's, like, Ebola there, or, like. Oh my gosh! Well, like, <laughs> yeah. While we were there, we like didn't really know. Um, yeah. Anything yeah, that's what my brother was saying. Like, it, that's a trip. Yeah. Like, uh, I mean, <laughs> I mean, it was the, a <laughs> first hur. I mean, not the first. I'm sure, but hurricane hits the west coast like during the week of Burning Man. And you know what? What Trey, my brother, was saying too is I didn't. I didn't even ever put it put it together but you know that uh, uh the dirt out there you know is more like clay when it gets wet and so it's not just like mud it's like it's like sticky clay mud <laughs> yeah yeah it's clay essentially yeah <laughs> um yeah well like that was funny because 
I was in the middle of like running a half marathon and when like when it hit, I was like way out towards like the temple, which is like farther than the man. And yeah. I was like running back and like maybe halfway between me running back to my camp, like the muck started and I was like, Oh no. <laughs> This is going to be a huge problem because, like, you can no longer ride bikes. Like, oh my gosh, like, you know, the what? same thing happened it's to my brother. He like went out to the temple, and he was actually, you know, he was. I don't know if I should even say this on the podcast. I, I, well, he he had gone out to the temple, you know, and um, and you know, was on a couple mushrooms, and um, and that was like, oh, I wonder yeah, if you guys crossed paths. That would have been so funny because literally the same exact time like he went out there on his bike and then it started like raining pretty hard and he couldn't see i guess and uh had a hard day he, like he like went the opposite direction of the, like the way he was supposed to go and ended up having i don't know it turned into quite the journey i guess but that'd be funny if y'all crossed paths yeah. at the temple <laughs> yeah i don't know i was pretty sober i don't know i had a pretty sober burn um as far as like like drug things um i definitely like drank a lot of alcohol and like i did some ketamine and stuff but like i was pretty sober like as far as everybody else was um yeah so i don't know we probably i mean we might have like saw each other running back after that but yeah i don't know yeah but like the thing was like okay now we're stuck it's like oh yeah you know, we have at least two days to like get the playa like back to normal so that we can actually drive. <laughs> but it was so surprising like how many people tried to drive out. Um <laughs> uh, they should And then that became like that. kind of a you know, people were mad, you know. I mean understandably oh, we were, too. Yeah, everybody was pissed. Yeah. 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 I mean like the so there's like the radio station there um, that everybody like kind of tunes into for like news and stuff, and like mm-hmm. that became like a huge thing. Um, yeah, that like on the radio they were like, if you see anybody trying to leave right now, yell at them and shame them as much as you can, <laughs> because it's gonna make Exodus like way harder. Like we're all gonna have to be here for way longer, and like people are just stuck. Like. Like one night, there was at least three hundred vehicles like stuck in the mud. Oh my god! At least gosh. What, that's what they said over the radio. Wow! <laughs> and it was kind of we were just all kind of just like, yeah, just like stop, like don't try to leave right now. Like, cool if you have to go to work. Like it's international news; people will understand if you late for work. So, so, yeah. Yeah, and I, I, I talked to a guy that had been to Burning Man for, like, you know, 20 years or something. And he was like, dude, if this was my first year, or if last year was my first year, I would have never come back. Like, <laughs> yeah. like, <laughs> like this has been a shit show the couple of days. It's not, like, not normally like this. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, I'm still kind of stoked, but. Yeah, you know, it was my brother's first year, and I know that he's he's really excited. He um he'd got a grant to do a piece of artwork at uh, 
there in Colorado and uh, took it out there, and he was he was so stoked on it. Um, I mean, house music isn't really his jam. He's an EDM artist, but uh, he still he loved it. You know, he had he had such a good time. I know. I think he's he's there. He's gonna be he's gonna be going back. That's for sure. I'd go. Yeah, I, think I think I could I only make it a couple there. days, though. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's expensive, so I would say, like, definitely, like, go the whole time. Um, yeah. Like, the barrier to entry ticket is, like, I don't know, $700, maybe. No, it is a lot. Like, if you want to bring a, a vehicle in. And then, like, you have to buy all your food and supplies as well. Um, so yeah. And then like, if you're joining a camp, then there's camp dues involved. Like, I don't really think you can do the burn for less than like, uh, or like a thousand dollars. Yeah. It's probably like the, the like cheapest you could possibly do it. Um, but then when you get there, everything's free for a week. So. Yeah. Uh, it looks like a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, it's crazy. It's just yeah, like it looks interesting. It looks everything. it looks wild. It looks like a otherworldly kind of experience. Yeah, no, it is. <laughs> um, <laughs> to say the least. <laughs> yeah. I my advice would like would be like don't bring a partner that you're not like really, really, really solid with. Um, because there's like so much temptation. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's like a lot of drugs going on, and lots of sexy people, and lots of open, openly like sexual things that happen. And uh, yeah, I would just not. I would go single, or like bring somebody that you're super duper duper solid with. Yeah, <laughs> if you're bringing a partner. Yeah. <laughs> I think it would be fun to do like, I don't know. I, I love the artistic expression part of it. You know, I would love to do like a float. I think that would be so much fun. I'd love to do a float with a stage yeah. and then like drive around with the band. That would be fun. That in my eyes, that that's like, that sounds like a vibe. <laughs> yeah. Well, like basically like the sky is the limit in like every way <laughs> at the burn. Like, um, Nobody holds back anything. It's, you know, and there's like billions of dollars put into like these epic art installations and these like epic art cars and, you know, endless alcohol, lots of drugs going around, lots of sexual themes, like lots of everything. Like it's, it's quite overstimulating, I would say, <laughs> is, uh, is Burning Man, but, uh, but it's also such a beautiful and sacred place. It's like everything you want it to be. Like you can yeah. totally like curate it to the way you want it to be because it's like a huge city and there's like all kinds of different things. I mean, like my burn was mostly sober and I like ran a lot and I like did like fitness challenges. Um, That's awesome, and, like, dude. That's cool. Yeah, and, like, worked out a lot and, like, boxed a lot. Um, and, like, yeah, I was, like, you know, it's, like, the burn is anything you want it to be, but there is a lot of temptation to go in any way you want to. So, yeah, 
Yeah, that sounds like fun, man. Yeah. You've been into boxing. Yeah, yeah. There was like a boxing camp that I uh I went to. It was like kind of like an MMA sort of like camp thing. And Dude, that's wild. That's like yeah. not what I think of when I think of Burning Man. <laughs> Dude. Dude, the thing is like there's everything. Yeah. Like, no, that's so cool. Yeah. Well, like when you think of it, it's like Lake Tahoe is twenty five thousand people. Yeah. Burning Man is seventy thousand. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's a city. Like there's cafes, restaurants, bars. Um pretty much everything you can think of. And like you can curate your burn like to whatever you want it to be. Because there's basically every activity. Like volleyball, baseball, football, like everything. Um, that's so cool yeah boxing like people set up like huge gymnastics structures there's like um high lines there's like simulated base jumps um there's rock climbing it's like basically anything that like a normal city like a really cool city would have but it's all like there just for a week (laughs) that's a trip that's so cool i would I would go. And like also there's no money involved at all. Like it costs money to get there, but when you get there everything's free. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> uh Yeah. Wow, God, I'm, I Camille despises dad jokes, man, and I'm just full of them. <laughs> Some dad jokes. <laughs> <laughs> what's a dad joke tell me a dad joke oh god dude i just did that burning man's a trip (laughs) oh got you (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah yeah festivals are cool man oh yeah (laughs) there sure are (laughs) uh but uh another Anyway, um, we're at like an hour and ten. This is like usually where I ask if people want to keep talking or if they want to get back to their lives, sort of thing. So, um, well, dude, I have yeah. today. To be completely honest, my week has been insane, and today is my rest day, and I am I am happy to talk as long as you want. It's good to talk to you, brother. Like it's been it's been way too long. You know, I've been wanting to run into you the last couple of years and, and that, that opportunity hasn't really, hasn't really come up. So, you know, I'm, I'm happy to keep talking with you. Okay, cool. Yeah. I have to go to work <laughs> at four. Yeah. I don't so want to keep you I'm too long. Cool. Oh no, it's, I have like hours. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, man, like, I guess like, what are your, like, aspirations in climbing or like the outdoors world like do you have anything Mm. you're like super stoked on that you would like love to do dude that's like not something i've really thought about in a long time you know uh you know we go out and we do stuff but it's been you know i don't know we're in a place right now where i don't really get to i don't get to train for outdoor objectives which is you know i mean i go to the gym and i 
you know, I, I do as much like gym training as I can, but there's not really a good climbing gym here. And like I said, the rock here is not that there's really excuses. I mean, shit, I started climbing when I was in Tulsa, Oklahoma, but, uh, you know, the closest thing to us is more, uh, like up in Banff and in British Columbia and Alberta and which is cool. And we've been getting chances to go up there and taking them and, I've been enjoying it, and uh, you know, the last couple tours, we've been on some really cool trips. Like we went, we got a, a um, we got a grant from the American Alpine Club uh, to do um, some ice climbing up in Cody uh, two years, not two years ago, but like a year ago, um, and we went up with a really good friend that guides up there during the winter and had just like such a good time, man. A couple of days of, of like multi-pitch ice climbing. And, um, you know, that's kind of always where my heart's been is more in the, the Alpine kind of objectives. And, um, we got to, I got to share Yosemite with Camille. She'd never been there ever. And so, uh, you know, we did some climbing when we were in the Valley last fall and that was, that was incredible too. I really, you know, I really, I mean, it's, I don't want to call it a goal, but, uh, you know, cause I spent so much time there, but I really want to share the, the Eastern side of the Sierras with Camille. Um, hopefully if not this summer, you know, in the next year or two, I really want to get, get out there. And, you know, do the triple crown, do, do some, do some fun stuff up, up in the Sierra. I, I just love the Sierra so much, man. And I miss them. I miss them to death. I miss that granite and, and the long days. And, um, you know, it's a little scary here doing, I mean, I don't know. It's, it's weird moving here. The only qualm I really have other than access and whitefish is dude, there's just grizzlies everywhere. It's like the highest concentration of grizzlies anywhere. And so doing solo activities is like, or like long solo days, which I used to do in the Sierra, you know, I'd go out and do like a, a 30 mile, like run slash scramble, you know, and, and here you can't, I don't know. It's it's a little a little scary, honestly, honestly, to do that kind of stuff. And so it's been it's been kind of tough. And that's why I, I mean I don't know how long we're going to be in whitefish because Camille and I are both craving more of that in our lives right now. Um, we're being drawn back to that a little bit. But um, objective wise, though, right now we we realized pretty recently that the bugaboos are you know, like three and a half hours away from where we live. And, um, so we're going to try to do a trip this next year and go get some climbing in in the bugaboos. And that's always been like a huge dream of mine. You know, there's some of the most beautiful mountains in the world and they're at our doorstep right now, which is crazy. And, um, so that's kind of on our list and, and, you know, we're going to try to make the most of the ski season, you know, we're both skiing and, um, whitefish is a great, it's a small mountain, but it's a really good mountain. And, um, and the beautiful thing about where we're living though, is, you know, it's just a hop, skip and a jump to, you know, some of the best ski areas in the world. Like, so we're going to try to make the most of, of being so close to Canada. We're going to go up to Banff and, uh, and Alberta and go ski like Revelstoke and, and, 
kicking horse and Rogers Pass in the spring and a few other places. And and the beautiful thing is Canada loves music too. So we're going to try to do a, a bunch of little trips this winter um, since we're going to be here and not touring. You know, we're going out on tour in November, but when we get back, we're going to try to make the most of things and go up and play some shows and uh, and then ski and just kind of take advantage of the of where we're at right now, you know, I don't know if we're going to be spending another winter in whitefish. We might be, you never know if I've learned one thing for the past few years is I, I don't think I could ever guess where I'm going to be in a year, but, um, yeah. So my goals are mostly in like skiing and in, in the bugaboos. And, um, I don't know. I think the, the days though, of I don't know, I look back to, to where I was a couple of years ago and, it's kind of sad, but I also, uh, you know, I went through a little bit of a tumultuous relationship season in my life a couple of years ago, and I went really hard on climbing, and I went really hard on ice and mixed, and I made a lot of decisions back then on some climbs that I look back on right now, and I'm like, I don't, I don't know, not not necessarily on rock. Rock, I always kept it pretty pg-13 but uh um but you know when when my buddy dave and i were doing a lot of the mixed climbing and aid and stuff like that it you know there were some decisions i made for sure that probably weren't the safest and my um my risk tolerance and like kind of the way i uh I look at risk has, has definitely changed over, over the last couple of years, I think. Um, and so, uh, I'm probably, I'm not getting after it and I probably won't ever get after it as hard as I did there for a second. Or if I do, it won't be in the same, I don't know. I, I have a different mindset now on a lot of that. And, um, yeah, but we're, you know, we're still getting after it. We're, you know, we went and climbed and skied hood, uh, for Camille's birthday in in May this year. And that was a lot of fun. And that was the first time I'd got to go up the pearly gates and, um, and be on hood and like, what a, what a fun mountain. And I know she wants to share the cascades cause that's like her, her stomping ground. And I'm excited to explore those. And, um, but yeah, man. I don't know. It's kind of, you know, at this point, I I have objectives, but I also I'm just happy to happy to have fun in the mountains, you know. It's not the part of my life anymore where I feel like I need to really push things, you know. Yeah, totally. I mean, I feel the same. I've uh I've done my fair share of pushing and yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Ultimately, like yeah, it's it's fun to like have those accomplishments like done. You know, I've a couple of times I've done some harder technical routes in Yosemite as well. I don't know, like at this point in my life, I'm like maybe like once a year I'll try to do something like that, but I'm no longer like really that stoked on like pushing it too hard, you know. But yeah, you know, I'm coming into my 30s now, and you know, my 20s were definitely pushing it and. You know, sometimes when I think back to the things I did in my 20s, I'm like, well, I'm kind of surprised I'm alive still. 
Yeah. Nice, but, yeah. Yeah, I feel that. <laughs> in several yeah, arenas. Like, okay. <laughs> yeah, in several arenas, definitely. <laughs> like, yeah, the partying and the climbing and the, like, skiing and snowboarding. Um, you know. Yeah. But I wouldn't take back okay. a second of it. That's for damn sure. Yep, that's what your 20s are for. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just living in a van forever. And, yeah. And, uh, Dude, do you still have that van? Wild ride. Yeah, yep, still drive it every day. Yes! All right, that's what I wanted to hear, man. Let's go. Yeah. Good uh, memories that in that van. Gonna, uh, yeah, that thing is going to die with me. Or it'll <laughs> die, of course. It's gonna die like way before me, but I'm gonna. Dude, you never get rid of that thing, though. You gotta just just hold on to it. <laughs> no, I, yeah, it's it it holds like way too many memories. It's it's gonna be there for until it cannot be possibly. Dude, I'll, I'll just never forget ever forget seeing. I think we were we were driving like uh, at the time Jenna and I were driving behind you in the truck, and we were going up to Crack House. And, you know, there's that little section of road on that road where it's like kind of like a staircase on the slick rock. (laughs) I just remember seeing the back of that van bouncing up and down like those stairs. And I was just like, oh, my God. Like, oh, I I don't I can't believe that van is still going. (laughs) Oh, yeah, it's it's still going. (laughs) That's so incredible. I love it. Yeah, I mean, like, the abuse I put it through, yeah, totally crazy, like, that kind of thing, <laughs> like, that kind of vehicle, but, yeah, yeah, she's still gone, you know, like, almost 10 years later after I put it through all of that stuff, so crazy, and then, and like, when you were follow, following me up that, like, that was like not the first time I'd done that. Oh, I know it was. <laughs> it was like yeah. you were way too confident for it to be the first time. <laughs> yeah, and like you remember in the creek when um we tried to go up to find our friends. And yeah, like your Tacoma, like almost made like it made it, but like it was kind of difficult. And I was like, yeah, the van made it up that, and you're like, <laughs> how? Yeah. Um, no. Are you leaking? I just. Uh, <laughs> you have any leaks? <laughs> any uh, broken yeah. CV joints? I, mean, <laughs> I actually not as much as you would think. I definitely put like a ton of work into it recently. Um, yeah. And like, yeah, there's a couple of leaks that I fixed, and there's one I have to fix now. But um, yeah, no, it's. It's kind of crazy, like what you can do with like some tenacity and like some good driving abilities. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. There's definitely oh, yeah. things I pushed it through that like should not have made it. <laughs> but, yeah, I just got used to it, you know, because like you need to go places. So. Oh yeah, you do need to go places. Man, have you ever been on that road up to, um, oh, shoot, there, why am I spacing right now? Um, not Emerson, shoot, that's not a bad road at all. 
are when you go past the buttermilks and you go up um do you know what I'm talking about? Shoot. Uh kind of if you go past the buttermilks and you're going up to um the trailhead for or is it? Yeah, it, maybe it is Emerson. No, it's not Emerson. Emerson's Emerson's chill. That's a paved road. I don't know why I'm spacing right now on the name of the, the mountain, but or the area. <laughs> but man, yeah, that that road gets pretty crazy. There's some fun ones in the Sierra, that's for sure. Yeah, I mean, like pretty much all those roads up near there are quite washboardy and difficult. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you what, though, that Tacoma's got some miles on it now. I think right before, right before, I had bought it like a couple months before we were there in in Moab with you, and I think it had had something like sixty five thousand miles on it. And man, it's been like two years, I think, and I'm at two hundred thousand miles, and <laughs> it's kind of a trip. Oh. <laughs> You've been driving. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I put almost 150,000 miles on that thing in like two years, which is insane. Or I guess a little more than that, but um, yeah, kind of a trip. Uh, yeah, that's way more than me. I, I think I bought the van at like 125, and it's now like 190. And yeah, yeah, like in almost, I think it's been like eight years since I bought it. Yeah, I only put it on like that much. But you had to do that in like like the time you were describing. It's, no, it's, it's, a, it's absurd. It's like a long driver. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah. No, <laughs> um, anyway, I think my buddy just texted me and said he wanted to go to the gear store and pick out some big wall gear so I'm dude i heard there's a new gear, gear store in tahoe i think i saw that there, is that of what you're is, speaking yeah no we're going to a different one but um oh. <laughs> there is one Fair enough. yeah i i bought my mountain bike from it it's pretty cool it's like a good gear nice. exchange place which are I'm you like uh, kind of jealous because like i want to start that but yeah yeah are you uh are you planning on sticking around Tahoe? Yeah, I mean at least through the winter. Um yeah. I mean I was gonna move to Utah again, but uh yeah, I think I saw something about like didn't really like what happened. So yeah. But yeah, I mean I'm probably gonna be in Tahoe for a while. Until, awesome. Well, until I think we'll be rolling through We'll be rolling through next spring, so hopefully I'll get to hopefully I'll get to catch you. It's been too long since I've been to Tahoe. I tried to make it through last year, last spring, but I think like right right when I was heading up there, there was like you know, I mean, last year was insane for y'all, uh, and it was in like March, I think, when I was or February when I was coming back up through, and I was like, I was by myself, and I had like two days to get to Portland and I was just going to stop in for the night and it ended up being just insane up there with snow. So I, I ended up having to just keep on trucking North, but I'm hoping to get packed through Tahoe yeah. this spring. 
yeah, dude. I mean, it was wild. Um, yeah, and I guess we're all just like starting to get ready for maybe the same thing. We just don't know. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it was kind of wild. Yeah. All right, dude. Great pod. Love you so much. Thank you. For yeah, talking. it was great talking to me to you, man. Love you too, brother. Um, yeah, take care of yourself, and uh, yeah, hopefully I'll ho- hopefully I'll see you in the spring. Yeah, of course. Love you, buddy. Um, also, like when this recording stops, don't. Oh yeah, be, like, no, I, I remember. <laughs> Sweet. All right. See you, buddy. All right. See you, dude. Bye. Bye.